welcome to Christ Community Church Online. I'm Trisha, and this is Sarah, and we just want to give you a huge thanks for tuning in to service this weekend. Feel free to use the online church chat function throughout the service to engage with other people watching service with you. And even though we're your on-camera service hosts, we have some great people behind the scenes that monitor our chat feed right now. We have a series of monthly informational Zoom meetings every third Thursday of the month called Local Leaders on Mission. In these meetings, we discuss all local outreach opportunities, progress, and issues. And our next meeting will be this Thursday, November the 19th at 7 p.m. And we'll be chatting about local outreach best practices with Michelle Briggins from Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to join us, you can RSVP on our Facebook event and contact David Allen for the Zoom link information. We hope to see you there. We love seeing your kids in Kid City during weekend services, and we are currently in need of a few more hands to help us out. So if you need a boost of joy, come on down and serve with us. Our kids are awesome. And you can contact Shayla at spaskey at cccrochester.org. Or if you're worshiping in person, come on down to the Kid City desk and let us know that you'd like to help out. As we get ready to worship God, we encourage you to lean in and participate no matter where you are. Yes, and again, thanks for tuning in today at Christ Community Church Online. We hope you enjoy these next few moments of worship.
praise you for the fact that we can sing hallelujah in the middle of whatever we face in whatever place we find ourselves in. Because sometimes when we don't know what tomorrow will bring and we are truly in the middle of that mystery, all we can do is lift our eyes to you as the one who has all authority, who has a plan that is bigger than anything we can imagine. And God, so wherever we find ourselves today, we say hallelujah. You are above all. Your name is higher than any king, than any ruler, than any authority. We bow to you in reverence today. In your precious name we pray, amen. Just tuning in, I'm Sarah and this is Trisha. And we want to give you a warm welcome to Christ Community Church Online. What an incredible time of worship that was. Yeah, it was so good. And you know, we value generosity here at Christ Community Church. And a part of our DNA is sending and supporting missionaries around the world to live out our mission of restoring our broken world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. A couple of ways you can worship through your giving is to text CCC Rochester to 77977 or simply click the Give link on your screen. We are so grateful for your generosity. If this is your first time joining us online, welcome. We are thrilled to welcome you to our church. One way you can get plugged into the life of our church is by filling out our online connection card. And this is a great way for us to help get you connected here at CCC. And all you have to do is click the connect link on your screen or in the Facebook post. We look forward to connecting with you. If you would like prayer at any time during the service, simply click request prayer and one of our service hosts will be able to pray with you right then and there. Also, if you need prayer at any point this week, there are many opportunities to receive prayer too. You can check these out on the prayer page of our website. Thanks again for tuning in to Christ Community Church Online. Now here's the message from Daryl. under pressure. The measure of a man in storms and bad weather. The ability to see clearly as a fire grows hotter, only to act as a faith purifier. And much like a diamond buried deep in the earth, it is the pressure that we face that reveals our faith's worth. So when your strength begins to fail you, there is grace for your need. He is waiting, open-handed, and His grace is free. Grace under pressure. Greetings, Christ community. I hope you've had a great week. I want to say happy Veterans Day to those of you who serve and have served in our military. Um, I'm filming this on Wednesday, so it is Veterans Day. I know you won't see this till the weekend and Veterans Day will be passed, but just wanted to let you know how much I and we appreciate your service, uh, your sacrifice, your commitment. You answered very high call for the sake of other people, and uh, we honor that. And so I just wanted to know um, that we wish you a happy Veterans Day and Veterans Day weekend. So we're in this series uh, together at the church that we have called Grace Under Pressure. And we've been talking about how we can position ourselves to experience, to receive 
grace and peace from God and be people who minister that grace and peace to others. And I've been really excited through this whole series, I've been really excited for the message this weekend because we're gonna talk very specifically about how you and I can minister God's grace to the people who are around us. Um, our text for today is 1 Peter chapter four, and we're gonna look for a minute at verse seven, and then we're gonna spend a lot of our time in verses 10 and 11 today. And so if you have a Bible or if you wanna follow along on the screen, I'm gonna read first the little chunk of verse seven, and then we'll read into uh, verses 10 and 11. So 1 Peter chapter four, starting in verse seven, this little section of the scripture says, the end of all things is near. And in that statement there, the apostle Peter, who's writing these words to a group of Christian people in the first century, when he says the end of all things is near to them, um, he's reminding them of something that we looked at several times over this series, uh, but particularly in the early weeks of it, um, the end of all things is near. He's referencing the day that God comes to visit us was the words that he used in chapter one and chapter two. You might know this as the second coming of Christ. It's the return of Jesus when he comes back and when we as believers face Jesus as our savior and also as our judge. And so he's telling us in this little section, particularly as we get to the end of this letter, that the end of all things is near, time is short, and so he gives a series of exhortations or words of encouragement to us because the time is short. And so the one that we're gonna pay particular attention to today is in verses 10 and 11. Because the time is short, this is not the time to hunker down. This is not the time to try to be secure or to play it safe. This is the time for action and not the kind of action that protects and pulls back and secures. This is the kind of action that is outward focused, that's others facing. It's time to move forward and minister God's grace into the lives of the people who are around us. So because the end of all things is near, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. It's faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever, amen. So I wanna show you something from these verses that I hope connects some dots or maybe makes what we're talking about today memorable for you. You and I read from the English Bible. And, or maybe you read from a different Bible because you're fluent in a different language, but for most of us, we read the English Bible. But the New Testament in particular was not written in English. It was written in the first century. And at that time and in that day, the dominant language was ancient Greek. And so it's called Koine Greek. And so the New Testament was actually written in Koine Greek by people who spoke and wrote that language. And what you and I read is we read a translation of that. And the English translations that we have are so good, it's almost like we, we never really have to go behind those English words in order to understand what the Bible is saying. It doesn't, so what I wanna do today, I'm not gonna show you something that impacts meaning, but hopefully it makes things a little more memorable for you. 
So we've started this series with the prayer that Peter prays over whoever reads this letter. In chapter one, verse two, he writes these words. He says, may grace and peace be yours in abundance. So you'll notice there in the notes, that word grace, the little parentheses after that, that's the Greek word charis. It's that C-H-A-R-I-S, to use our English letters. And, and so that word grace comes from the Greek word charis. And so if you'll just hold on to, because we've been praying and asking God for this grace to be ours in abundance. And so if we fast forward to chapter four, verse 10, the verses that we just read, we find these words, each of you should use whatever gift, and that word gift is the Greek word charisma, and you see our little word grace, charis, in there. Charisma, you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace, charis, we see that again, in its various forms. So charisma, that's a word that we use in English to describe somebody maybe who's who's outgoing or has a big personality and will look at somebody and say, man, they have a lot of charisma. And, and kind of what we mean by that is they have, like, they have this special gift or something about them that, that might be considered important or noteworthy by other people. So as we read these verses here, we're hearing from God's perspective about you and me as believers in Jesus Human beings may look at people who are especially gifted and say to them, hey, that person has charisma. But we're hearing from God's perspective, hey, you have charisma. And what he's saying to us is that you have a gift. You have a special gift that God has given to you for the purpose of ministering his grace to the people who are in your circles of influence. And so while we're praying God's grace and peace into our own lives and over the lives of the people that we have contact with, part of God's answer to our prayers for grace and peace is this gift, this, this grace gift that he has given to us that allows us to minister his grace to those who are around us. And so what I wanna do today is I just wanna, I wanna make four truth statements with you that show you how God has outfitted you to be able to minister his grace to the people who are around us. And, and my hope for today is that as we talk, you'll be encouraged and you'll be motivated to discover this grace gift that God has given to you and to not just discover it, but also to deploy it into service in the lives of the people who are around you. So these four truth statements that we're gonna make, I've framed them so that as you're writing them down there or as you're kind of repeating what I say to yourself, you're saying these things about you. So I'm, I'm, they, also, they start with I, and I'm not just saying them about me. This is for you to say these four truth statements about you. So, so the first truth statement for you to know about yourself This is true because God has said it to you for you to know about yourself. If you're a believer in Jesus, I have a gift from God to share with others. You may not have known that you have a gift from God. Uh, You may not feel like you are particularly gifted. You may wonder what in the world I'm talking about, but if you're a believer in Jesus, you have a gift from God 
to share with others. That's one of the ways that he has blessed you is to give you this gift and it is, is something he's given and it's for the good and the well-being of other people. And we read in these verses here, chapter four, verse 11, it talks about we have, or at the end of verse 10, it talks about we have these gifts and they're in various forms. So there's a variety of gifts. And so your gift might be different than the gift of the person that you're sitting next to right now. It might be different than the gifts that God have given to me or to other Christian people that you know. There's a variety of gifts, but we've all been given gifts to minister God's grace. And if you're thinking about, well, I wonder what kind of gift I have. So in our verses for today, in 1 Peter chapter 4, down in verse 11, he talks about, about gifts that people serve and gifts where people speak. And so that's kind of one way to think about that. Um, in Romans chapter 12 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he, there are lists that the Apostle Paul writes out of different spiritual gifts. There's also some in Ephesians chapter four, there where you could just kind of read through those chapters and make a little list of what kind of spiritual gifts or these grace gifts that God has given to his people. And so as you do that, you have the opportunity to kind of think, okay, so what maybe has God given to me? Now, I wanna tell you that as you're thinking about, you're trying to discover this this grace gift that God has given to you, um, you can read the list and you can work your way through some things. And we have a test for you that will help you identify them. Um, on our website, if you go to the Next Steps tab, there's a, there's a little link there. If you click on that Next Steps tab, there'll be a link that takes you to a spiritual gifts test so that we'll ask you some questions and help you be able to maybe start identifying what kind of grace gift God has given to you to, to serve others. But the way that our gifts really get identified in our lives is as we're deploying them and as we're exercising them in the context of Christian friendships or Christian community. So I was preparing for our talk together or time together today. I was reading back through some notes that I had from previous talks on this subject. And I was approached a while back by a friend, one of my other pastor friends and I were approached by a person that we knew well and this person asked us, he said, hey, I'd like to take one of those spiritual gift tests so I could figure out what kind of gift God has given to me. And um, we said, sure. And we gave him you know, the information about where he could find that spiritual gift test, but we were smiling at him as we gave him that information. He said, why are you smiling? And we just told him, we said, hey, listen, you can take the test and you should, but we know you, we know you well, we've served with you. And here's how we think God has gifted you. And I've seen those conversations happen over and over again, not just with pastors, but amongst people who know each other well, who love Jesus and who serve together to help people understand, hey, okay, so you've taken a test and we're starting to explore some things, but it is when we exercise these gifts and particularly as we exercise them with other Christians that we really begin to figure out what our gift is. So, okay, so that's the first true statement. I have a gift from God to share with others. All right, number two, I share this gift by serving. There's no other way to share this gift that God has given to you. You share this gift by serving. If you aren't serving, you aren't sharing your gift. Even if you have those gifts that would fall into that category that Peter gives us here in chapter four of speaking, if you aren't in the posture and attitude of a servant, 
as you are exercising these speaking gifts, you might be, you might be showing off a talent, you might be sharing the benefit of training you've had, but, but what makes this grace from God into the lives of other people is the, it's the posture and attitude of being a servant. These gifts that God has given to us, they're all about sharing and serving other people. And so I wanna give you this definition of serving. It's a common word, and, and I just think it's important for us to kind of all be on the same page as we think about this. So I've just defined serving, particularly in the context of, of using these gifts that God has given to us. Serving is doing what is needed for the well-being of another. It's doing what's needed for the well-being of another. If I bring my gifts to the need that's in front of me, I'm a servant. If there's, like, if I'm not looking for what's in it for me, if I'm not trying to make sure that I'm getting my way or that I get to feel a particular way about things or that, well, this is the way I do it. When I bring myself to the need that God has made me aware of, I bring all who I am to that, then I've taken the posture and attitude of a servant. I'm not waiting for an opportunity that matches my gift. I might not even know how the gift that I've been given could be used to meet this need in front of me. But when I have the posture and the attitude of a servant, God takes that posture and attitude and the grace gift he's given me and he does his thing that only he can do and uses that to minister his grace to other people. And so if you're, just, you're wondering like, how do I, look, the way to use your gift is to, when you see a need, is to show up and get involved. And as you show up and get involved, God does what only he can do and he'll minister his grace through you into the lives of other people. And you're gonna get down the road a little ways and you're gonna look back and you're gonna be amazed at how God orchestrated all of that and you're just gonna be grateful that God used somebody like you to be part of something like that in the life of someone else. So if you're, if you're wondering like, hey, how do I find opportunities? I mean, the first thing is, you know, just if we look around with spiritual eyes, we see spiritual opportunities. And so to just kind of have our head on a swivel, as my old football coach used to say, we have our eyes up looking around for spiritual opportunities. But we also have a really neat thing um, on our website that our local outreach team has put together and it's called Service Opportunity Tool. And so if you go to the missions page of our, of our website, you'll see this service opportunity tool and there'll be great opportunities for you to bring who God's made you to be into service of other people who are here in our community. So I wanna introduce you um, to a lady in our church named Marty Ogren. Marty, she goes here, she's been here at Christ Community for a long time. She's been using a gift that the Lord gave her to meet very real needs of people in ways that engage a lot of other people in our community and these needs that God is using her to meet, the grace that he is ministering through her to a group of people who are half a world away. So watch Marty's story. Yes, yes, yes. 
I'm Marty Ogren. I live in Rochester, Minnesota, and I'm a retired teacher. I grew up in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, and I was uh, part of a big family, 10 kids. And um, I went to Alexander Ramsey High School. And from the time I was a little girl, the only thing I ever wanted to do was be a teacher. I went to Winona State University for a teaching degree. And I did my student teaching actually in Rochester and the school where I was at um, had an opening for the next year and so I got a job and I've stayed. So when I was getting close to retirement, I knew that God had really placed on my heart to do something with missions and I didn't even know what that was gonna be, but that's what I wanted to do. And so I, I retired in 2007 and in 2008, I joined a trip to Cambodia our job was to um, be part of an, an English camp. I met a missionary who was going on a field trip with us and she told, was telling me, I sat next to her on the bus and she was telling me about asking if I would pray for a little girl who was at, at risk of being sold into the sex trade. And at that time, it was in 2008, and I hadn't done, I wasn't all that familiar with the reality of sex trafficking. And it absolutely um, turned me upside down. I remember um, I was out running one day, and I was crying and running, and just crying out to the Lord, what do you want me to do? My heart is absolutely in pieces. And I felt him say, I want you to be a voice. And I didn't even know what that meant. The next year, I went back to Cambodia, and the missionaries there said that the best thing that we could do on the opposite side of the planet is to raise money to keep the kids in school. So some friends, um, we were talking about you know, what this could look like. How could we raise money? And so we decided to have um, a fundraiser. This is the first place that it was held is in my home, and it's a small place, and we had it filled with craft projects that people had made. Our pie in the sky um, that we wanted to raise was $2,400. And at the end of that Sunday afternoon, we had raised $2,413. And it was like a uh, thumbs up from God saying, this is what I want you to do. So we did it and we decided we'll do it every year, every fall. And so we went to a bigger house. We went to, kept going to bigger houses until we were in the biggest house that we knew, and so we decided to bring it to God's house. And that's where we've been uh, at Christ Community then ever since. So five years ago, when the, when the uh, fundraiser started, I was a knitter and a crocheter, and I was knitting scarves like crazy and hats and stuff. And then I decided, five years ago, I decided that I was going to try something different, something that hadn't been sold before. So I decided to teach myself how to make candles. And the first year I made about a hundred and thought, I don't know if there's people will buy these or not, and they sold. And it was all God, and He was saying, you know, just pressing on me that I want you to start a business. Starting with the name, Sense of Hope, He pressed on me about uh, donating 25% of each sale to nonprofits, and it has it has, I mean, just grown. I've been in business now for two years and the business has grown way more than I ever thought it would. You know, I feel like I'm in a real sweet spot in my life right now. I'm retired, I can do what I wanna do, and I have time to do what I really wanna do. 
And right now, um, growing my business is something that is really uh, exciting for me to do. And so I'm just looking, I'm leaning on him. He has shown me right along every step to take and has brought me this far. And I'm just trusting that he will uh, grow the business to be what it's supposed to be. I had no, no idea that this was gonna be happening for me. So I'm just kind of resting and waiting on him. So God made Marty to be a teacher and the impact that her voice had on kids and families here in the Rochester Public School District over all those years, she had an incredible impact on them. And now God is using her voice to be an instrument of rescue and restoration. It's a voice of hope for boys and girls who are in desperate need of help. Um, creating Hope for Cambodia is a fundraiser that Marty mentioned that started in her house and has moved to various places. And over the last several years, we've hosted it here at Christ Community. Um, because of COVID and the regulations that are in place this year, that fundraiser is all online. And so if you go to our website and go to the upcoming events tab, you'll find the online fundraiser for Creating Hope for Cambodia. And that is open through Sunday at midnight. And I hope you'll visit. You don't have to purchase anything to be able to donate, but you have an opportunity to be involved in what God is doing, bringing rescue and hope to boys and girls in Cambodia. So I would love it if you would, if you would participate in that online fundraiser this year. And I love, what I love about Marty's story is that Marty was a teacher and and she had an opportunity presented to her. And instead of waiting for the opportunity to bring, like God made her to be a teacher and to bring her teaching, well, so call me if there's a need for a teacher. She brought all of who God made her to be to the need that was in front of her. And I just am amazed by what the work that God has done in her heart. You can see from the story the fulfillment, the joy, the peace, the hope, the grace and peace that has been ministered to her and you can see it pouring through her lives into those who get to be part of what God's doing through her and particularly to those that are receiving God's grace and peace because Marty has said yes to what God wanted to do in her life. She is serving. She's doing what is needed for the well-being of other people. All right, so the second statement is that I share my gift. I really, I share my gift only by serving. Here's the third statement I have for you. The Lord will provide what I need to serve well. The Lord's gonna provide what you need to be able to serve well. In chapter four, verse 11, these verses for today, we're, we're told that if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And what I love about these words is that they, they give us permission and more than that, encouragement to get out of our comfort zone. 
if, if this is really true, that the Lord will provide what I need to serve him well, whether I need words from him or whether I need strength from him, if the Lord's gonna provide what I need to serve him well, I can stand in the face of a service opportunity, a ministry opportunity, and say yes to that, even if it drags me out of my comfort zone. Because he has the strength, he has the words, he has the grace, he has everything that you and I need in order to serve him well. And so I'm so grateful that, that if, if it were just up to me, if it were just up to, if it were up to the words that I could come up with, if it were up to the words that are the strength that I could supply, then, then really with this gift, I should probably put a lot of barriers around it and only say yes to those things that are well within my comfort zone. But God's made this amazing promise to us that he will provide what we need. He will give us the strength that we need to serve him well and so we can get outside of our comfort zones and say yes to these opportunities that are in front of us. And if you'll do that, you will get to be part of things that you never dreamed you'd get to be part of. And so you can just say that to yourself over and over again, particularly when you're looking at something and you're like, I don't know how this is gonna come. I don't know how this is gonna happen. I don't know how I'm gonna bring any value to these circumstances. The Lord will provide what I need to serve well. And then here's the fourth thing, and this is for us as a church, as a group of Christian people, as we exercise our gifts, the Lord gets a lot of credit. As we exercise our gifts, the Lord gets a lot of credit. And he, like Peter tells us this, so that in all things, when we're serving with the strength that God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And we're very cool with that, right? Because we're serving with a gift that God has provided to us. And we're serving with the strength that he has given to us so that we can engage in this opportunity that's in front of us. And we're meeting a need that the Lord has drawn our attention to, given us spiritual eyes to see. We know where the credit belongs in all of this. And it's way better. It's way better that people know that whatever benefit our service provides is a gift to them, not from us, but from the Lord. He's the one who offers light and life. He's the one who offers hope and a future. He's the one who ministers grace and peace in abundance. So it is from him and for him and because of him that you and I have this incredible privilege to use grace gifts that he's given to us to minister grace and peace to people who are around us. So can I pray for us as a church? And then after I finish praying for us, we'll, I'll ask you the questions for reflection or discussion for this week. Let's bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for pouring it into our lives and for the privilege of being able to minister it to the lives, into the lives of those who are around us. I pray that you would give us an understanding of what it means to be a servant and that you would give us a passion for serving others. Thank you again for ministering your grace to us. Thank you for the privilege of ministering this grace to those around us. We're grateful people. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name.
Amen. All right, if you'd let me um, offer you these questions, a chance to reflect or to discuss the things that we have been talking about today. Um, if you're new to watching us, we do this every week. We do this in our online services. We do this in our in-person services. And really, a lot of it is, is so that we as a church, whether you're in-person or online, we're kind of talking about, thinking about processing the same things, and we're doing that together. And that's one of the ways that we're staying connected as a church, especially during this time when we're worshiping in different venues. So the first question I have for you, maybe this is just more of a statement to begin, interact with the statement that the end of all things is near. And why might you hesitate in thinking this is true? And what encourages you to believe it? Second question, do you have an idea of what your gifts might be? And what do you think they are? And if you read through those lists in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 in particular, do any of those gifts sound like something that you might have? Third question, what do you think of this message's definition of serving? Are there ways it seems different than what you've thought about serving before? Fourth question, what does it look like for you to depend on the Lord to provide what you need to serve others well? What do you think that would look like for you and maybe with the particular gifts or interests that you have in that. And then fifth, why do you think it's important to God who gets the credit for the good that our gifts accomplish? And so I hope you're able to at least reflect on those and really that you have some people around you where you can have some good discussions to help take more ownership of the things that we're talking about today. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Um, I really love the opportunity to, to belong and to serve here at Christ Community Church. Thank you guys. I hope you have a great weekend and a great week ahead. I love you. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. You can continue to stay connected with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram and Facebook at CCC Rochester. And by simply giving us a follow or like on our social media platforms, you can help us achieve our mission of reaching the unreached. Absolutely. And that's what matters most. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you have a great rest of your day. See you next time.